1: And then just people also who have traveled different kinds of spiritual paths, mm-hmm. who've gone through different things in their relationships, you know, who've gone through different things with the relationships with their kids. We're full of so much knowledge that we feel like we can't share because we feel like we're going to be judged. And, I, and that was one of the things for me. Maybe you would be judged, right? But how are we helping each other if we're just learning these things and we're, we're doing these firewalks? Right. We're, we're walking fire here. We're doing these. We're firewalkers. There's not one woman that I know that's not a firewalker. Let's just be real. Yep. But then we want to hold the knowledge that we're learning because it might not fit the status quo. It might not fit the rhythm of which how people think women should exist. Yes.
0: Hi, I'm Rachel, and in this show, we talk about everything. Life and work, health and healing, relationships with others and with ourselves. These are stories for the seekers. These are conversations for the curious. This is the Rachel Hollis Podcast. I'm How's great. great. Good. I'm now, really good. are you still in the midst of the book tour? Yeah. Well, okay. not,
1: we're not really touring, but, you know, still yeah. talking about yeah. it, just out and
0: about. Yeah. yeah. That is a, it's like such a slog that you can't understand until you've been inside of it. Because I feel like writing books about your life that already is a an unpacking yeah and then you have to over and over and over it you're like just read the book that's what it's <laughs> exactly, about exactly
1: for sure yeah but it was a really healing process Good. honestly I think everybody should write their story in yeah. in some form of fashion yeah. you know it was really I, I I had no idea of what would be revealed to me and you know, just seeing generational things and my mother healing from the book. I was talking about it and, you know what I mean? So it was really beautiful.
0: Well, I think sometimes, at least in my writing, it wasn't until I had to try and write it that I could really see it yeah, or maybe see it through the lens of a grown woman and not through the lens of the little girl who lived it. yeah. And then in some instances for me realize like, oh, that was really fucked up. Like that, I I shouldn't have lived through that. I shouldn't have had to carry that burden. Were there parts that felt like that to you?
1: You know, it wasn't that so much that I shouldn't have carried it, but just that, oh my goodness, I carried a lot. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Not really, you know, because until you writing it's like you can sit on the rim of the bowl of your life and when it's written on paper it's very different than when it's in your head yeah you know so I did when once I saw it on paper it was just like whoa so then I could just be with it in a different way yeah yeah well
0: I also feel like I don't know if you do this but I allow myself to write my truth than the first draft yeah. like exactly what i felt like the truth was and then every edit i'm like all okay, right we'll okay right, exactly a bit. <laughs> exactly I'm a little
1: too harsh no, you know, I'm we'll with pull you back. on that. Yeah. I, think, I think that's i actually think that's really important you know to just uh, on yeah. the ta- on, on the on the page and then you get to look at it and say oh okay well let's see how we can frame this in a way that's yeah. you know and especially i really wanted of course, it's my story and, you know, my particular circumstances are unique to my experience, but I really wanted the book to feel like it was a journey that everyone could relate to. It's a universal journey that, you know, people could read and go, oh, man, I've been there. Oh, yeah, I went through that. And not the, the specific occurrence or event, but just how I might have been affected by it you know so I think that all of our journeys really are universal in a lot of ways
0: as you come to the other side of or are in the midst of this tour and talking about this thing are there practices or things that you do to ground yourself to sort of like release that energy after you've talked about a hard thing like what are some of the things I just feel like you have all the tips (laughs) and tricks I'm like tell me everything that you do we all want to know
1: yeah I mean it, it every day it's something different it just depends on what what What's being called for? Sometimes it takes for me to to, to sit in a warm bath and uh, with some salt and meditate, you know, or just think. Sometimes I put on, you know, a good Thomas Merton on YouTube, or I'm listening to Pima Children, or it's something, you know, of encouragement. Mm-hmm. Because not everybody's good at meditating. I love to meditate, but I hate to be like, oh, I meditate. But yes. You know, because yeah. it's like, girl, yeah. you know? <laughs> Yes, you're right. You know, but so I always try to offer like a warm bath and listening to an audio book or someone I really admire as far as their teachings are conter- concerned, which is like a Pema Chodron or Thich Nhat Hanh or Radhanath Swami or e yeah. to just bring me back to a center mm-hmm. within myself that, that I'm tethered to. So I can, you know, because when we go out into the world You know, yes. it's like so yes. whether we're at work or we just came from the PTA meeting right. at the at the school, having to deal with so many personalities and energies and and we can it's, it can pull on us. And so really getting back to our center, whatever that takes, whatever that method is for someone. And for me, you know, it's imperative. And sometimes I do it several times a day, right? Sometimes, yeah. you know, just take it, even if it's just two minutes. Yeah. You to know, ground. To ground, you know. What is that piece of music? What is that picture that you have on your phone? What is that plant? The cover of a book or, yeah. it's, you know, a quote out of a book. Something that can just bring you back to your center of where you want to be. Because dealing with the world will definitely pull us off our center.
0: Absolutely. I also feel like based on which week I am in my cycle, I need different forms. Like sometimes I have to move. I need to like actually get this energy out of my body. And sometimes the idea of a bath really resonates with me or... I'm like a, a lizard. Like I love heat. So I love sitting on like a heating pad yes. or like heated seats. <laughs> yes. But like it's summertime. I'm like, leave me alone. alone. <laughs> it really helps me to like come back down
1: into myself. I feel you on that. I'm a lizard too. Okay, with good. That. Yeah, I love, yeah. Yeah, love heat. Heat is always good for me.
0: I ask this question to basically every woman who sits with me and some people are not happy to talk about it. So if you're not... But how do you feel about a conversation about hormones? Yeah, Okay, so I am obsessed with women's health and wellness. And so every woman I sit with, I'm like, tell me, is that part of your journey? Did you grow up knowing about your cycle and how to flow with it and how to work with it? Or is that something you've learned over time? I had
1: to learn. Yeah, me too. I had to learn. And I remember, you know, with my daughter, I really wanted to educate her differently around it. Which I'm hoping I did. Yeah, I <laughs> Only know. she could speak on that, you know <laughs> what I mean? Of whether I did or not successfully. <laughs> but nobody talked to me about that particular Same. aspect. Yeah. You know, even coming into the hormonal stage that I'm at now, you know, menopause. It's like Are you in menopause? I'm in menopause. It's like my dream
0: to be done. <laughs> I swear to god I just don't quit. speak too. I soon. Just, I'm like, let's go. I'm done. I don't need it anymore. because yeah. I'm in paramenopause and I feel like my hormones Swing like just so oh, wildly. Oh, got it. That I'm like, yeah, Please.
1: yeah, yeah. I so feel you on that. But the yeah, I, and look, you know, I'm dealing with extreme like private summers. Mm. Right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, they are so like it's wild. Oh, no. and- <laughs> My emotions haven't been as bad. I feel pretty even tone, but pre menopause, okay. I feel like I was a nut. Okay. Yeah. Have
0: you changed your diet, any nutrition, any yeah. advice you could give on that?
1: So there's this, oh, I wish I knew that this, this, there's this Chinese herb that I'm taking right now in a tea. It's very bitter. Okay. It's very bitter. I'll, 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 I'll send you a picture okay. of it because I forget the name of it. It's like Shaozi something, right? And so it, has really helped with my private summers. Good. So you know how they always say, you know, they have these menopausal teas. No, this is, this is, if it's not bitter, it's not going yeah. to work. <laughs> not, for, <laughs> not, for, not, for, not for what's happening in my body right now. It's yes. like, it needs something aggressive. And then a tea to also help with the anxiety that mm-hmm. comes with it, which, because I've, I've never really felt.
0: Really? That's something that came on with menopause? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And I've I mean, never
1: felt that before. So I, this is why
0: I love this conversation because I think so many women are struggling with things they think are mental health related. It's yes. actually a hormone, hormone imbalance. Yeah. And so if yes. it's just that's like everyone who sits with me, I'm like, can we talk about yeah. this? Because if we tell our stories, I'm hoping more people will, if they have the ability, speak to a nutritionist yes. or do some research because those things have helped me so much.
1: I could not agree with you more. And, you know, a lot of my mental health difficulty that I was having before that I talk about in the book, suicidal thoughts, all of this stuff, had a lot to do with my diet. Believe it or not. Okay, how so? So there were certain foods that I was eating, gluten for one
0: gluten kills me
1: listen I had mm-hmm. no idea soon as I stopped eating gluten, the heaviness of the world this doom and gloom lifted right I believe it and then there were other foods that I was eating that was compacting the, the gluten effect that I because I, I would eat the same thing every day and I was eating like you know tuna salmon uh, oatmeal eggs like things that you would consider as healthy yeah well I was allergic. So you had sensitivity. I had and sensitivity allergies. and allergies, and I'm struggling. I'm struggling. My gut is messed up. I don't have energy, yeah. right? And I'm depressed. Yes. Well, the, the other thing,
0: too, if before I ever had, uh, like, panels done so I understood what yes. I'm sensitive to is I would feel like my body does not accurately – show how I live my life like I could I was so bloated and I would look like I was four months pregnant and I was like I don't understand and then I would sort of beat myself up or like why what is going on and it's literally that fast when you figure out your nutrition and it's not a diet it's about eating things that are really nourishing to your body not what other people tell you is healthy. That's this is so right. stupid. Like my number one food sensitivity, not allergy, but sensitivity is kale. And I eat kale all the, <gasps> the time. time. I love yes. it. And it destroyed, but I didn't know. Right. I was like, it's fiber. You know, I had no idea. <laughs> Simple things like that really do make a difference. It
1: does. It makes all the difference in the world. And I'm so glad you you're talking about like, we really have to get in touch with ourselves to listen to our bodies. And of course, you know, there are all these different diets, and there's all these different, you know, ways to be healthy. But at the end of the day, what is your body desiring to have and desiring not to have? Yeah, and it's going to be different. What I need versus what you need, and so we can talk about it. And at this, at the end of the day, as well, we just have to really get in tune with ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like I think as women, really learning how to listen to ourselves
0: mm-hmm.
1: and listen to the body and. What are what's the communication our specific body has? Yeah, that took me a while to figure out as well because I'm thinking, oh, all women's bodies are the same. Yeah. We all do the same thing. It's yeah. like, nope. Is
0: intuition something you grew up knowing about, or something you've learned over time? I've
1: learned that over time yeah. too. And
0: how, what was that journey like for you?
1: Who, I mean, that's that's been quite a journey because we're constantly bombarded with information and ideas that disconnect us from our intuition. Absolutely. There just came a point in my life where I was willing to, I really desired to be connected to myself in a different way, right? And that was spiritually, right? To just get more quiet and not think that I had to do so much in the outside world, to look a certain way, yeah. be seen a certain way. All of these things that were keeping me, that were actually going against mm. my intuitive nature.
0: Okay, so this is interesting. I, it, I'm having this, like, click in my mind that given your career, mm-hmm. you're working with stylists or makeup, or you're doing all of these things, and I'm, I'm totally projecting here, but potentially when you were younger, I'm thinking of myself, I felt less in control of how I looked or how because I was just like I don't know. So right. you got, and then I had several years where I almost, if I look at pictures now, I, it's really uncomfortable because I feel like other people's doll. It's so far from yes. me. Yeah. And maybe it was pretty, but it's so far Not from, from me, me that. Yep. That's a really good point for women to get that there is this connection between how we feel like we should be presented to the world. And being our authentic self. self. That doesn't mean makeup. That doesn't mean hair. I mean, you can look yep. however you want, but if you get disconnected from your, the way you see yourself, that's Absolutely. so good. Yeah.
1: Because that, that, you know, when we think that we have to show up a certain way, right? And just like you said, whatever that is, mm-hmm. you know, you could be full face Yeah, and that's, that's you. That's you. Exactly. And so that's in the pocket of mm-hmm. where you need to be. Mm-hmm.
0: Look for Quaker Oats at your local grocery store.
1: But if we're not, if we're not confident enough, and it starts there, health, that's mental health, right? And Mm -hmm. so it's like, I have to be okay with, I can be bald, I could have some hair and have some patches, I could have hair and be blonde, like however the hair comes Jada (laughs) have it you know what I mean or doesn't you know what I mean and just being able to embrace ourselves as we are Mm -hmm. right and not like oh I better do this diet because the new body form is this you know I remember spending so much time gaining weight I know most people don't have to worry about that most people are like bitch I wish that was my problem (laughs) You know, don't sit up here and complain about gaining weight, right? Because most people are worried about losing weight, right? But for me, I was really, I felt like I needed to be a certain size to be attractive. Mm. So I was in the gym. I was a gym rat. I was in the gym three times a day and I'm eating, you know. Three uh, times a day? Three times a day. Oh,
0: man. Your cortisol levels (laughs) must
1: have been bonkers. Crazy. Oh, man. Right? And then I got to make sure I eat this amount of food. So I'm stuffing myself. It wasn't in alignment with Mm -hmm. what my natural frame is. I'm a small girl, period. I only need to eat once or twice a day. Yeah.
0: And also in that scenario, it's like every waking
1: moment is in service to this image. This image. Yeah. Right. And so that pulls me away from that. Mm Mm-hmm. Intuitive self, right? It's pulling me away from who I truly am, my authentic person. Yeah. And so it took me, I had a lot of identity that had to be dismantled, right?
0: And did you realize that like all at once or it was like a slow
1: unraveling? That was a slow unraveling. <laughs> Listen, let me tell you, that's still unraveling, yeah. you know, yeah. because it's just one identity after another. Yep. And then we just keep refining the identity. It keeps raising, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But it's still an identity, right? And so once we recognize that, oh it's all okay and we're more aware of it but it took man that 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 was a hell of a thing and really being able to let go of the millions of identities that I felt like I needed to hold on to to be
0: yeah and in your case it's not just your own identities you now have I I can't even imagine how much public perception of who you are. And, like, everyone has a different idea of how you're supposed to show up. And I'm sure, too, again, with your career, it's so freaking easy to fall into the trap of, like, well, if you just do Do this this. one thing, then, you know, because you know how to play that game. So you're like, well, I can keep, for me, like, too much makeup and all that. I can keep doing that. It's not that bad. But it really is this, like, I I feel like um, so often – media and it's sort of like will slowly erode and take away the things that actually made you special. Exactly. Like it'll keep just, and then all of a sudden you look back, you're like, who
1: am, am I? I? Yes. And that's where I got to. Yes. I get that. I literally woke up one day and was just like, I have no, I'm lost. Mm. I was just lost. I had no idea. I had lost me. Right. And so then that journey that started, it, it's a hell walk. Yeah. <laughs> really is it's a fucking hell walk yeah I wish I could say it wasn't I wish I could say oh this is this magic pill or there's this one book or there's this one diet nope it continues and it's never like you never arrive
0: Mm. you really don't you
1: don't right and you just you start to enjoy the journey and I used to Hate that when I would hear that. It's like it's about enjoy the journey. It's like fuck
0: that. I want to be there. <laughs> I like, want to be I just, there. I want to feel yeah, better. Yeah, you know? I don't want to keep repeating the same same stuff. cycle. Oh, so so annoying.
1: once I figured out how to break cycles within myself and start to realize, wow, you break one cycle and you're like, I've arrived, and then you you get ego busted on like, oh nah, chick, you didn't arrive. <laughs> <laughs> It's still here. <laughs> you're still, you know what I mean? You've, you, you've come to another place, yeah. but it's not it's not the landing point. You don't get to stop.
0: Yeah. You, do you don't have get a, to stop. Do you have an example of that in your life where you're like, dang, I thought I was done with this and I, I just did it again?
1: I think it really happened when I started doing plant medicine. And, you know, you have like these big, enormous like aha moment. Yeah. And you know, I'm like, I got it. Yeah. I got life. Yes. <laughs> and, and like, then... jackaboo. <laughs> 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 nope. You're still stuck in that, in the codependent cycle of yours, right. your codependency and thinking you have to save others. Yes. And you know, you're still there. You, you know? think if you like, see
0: it, like you finally realize it's there, you're like, that's it. That's I got it. it. I got it. Now yeah. I don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. How long ago was that that you started doing plant medicine? That was 12 years ago. Okay. Yeah. And what was the first one that you tried?
1: ayahuasca okay so i've done ayahuasca
0: once okay and my one I, night yes okay i had the night? worst experience ever oh i can imagine i gotta try again it was so stupid i'm like embarrassed of how stupid it was but i went someone said this is your dream <laughs> look that only needs to happen in a jungle <laughs> it should not i should have known i was surrounded by like stock exchange bros in like puffer vests Ooh. who were like I had never, I was just like, I'm doing anything by myself. And all around me were these guys who I realized later, I'm like, oh, you wanted to process your trauma. You came here to purge. And it was, it was like the seventh circle of hell. I was like (gasps) literally in a ball, everyone around me screaming. It was so bad. Wow. There were like 30 people in the room. I found out later, you definitely don't want to do that. I don't know. I was like country mouse trying to have an experience. But it still was, even in that, I did work through a lot of really beautiful stuff because that first night someone said, Aya loves it if you show back up for her. And I remember that when I was at a ball like four hours in, I remembered him saying that. And so I sat back up and I was like, okay, I'm I'm here with you. But I did escape at dawn <laughs> and I got an Uber back to the city. It was so But I tried. I tried.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So when
0: you did it for the first time, I imagine it was
1: very different. Well, I I definitely had my horror night on the third night. The third night. Okay. Yeah, which was supposed to be my last night. Okay. And that's when I came up across, like, the Mm self-hatred, which was disguising itself as um, me needing to not live anymore.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: And so, but... After that night, and I came back the fourth night and was able to really work through that shadow because it was coming up because yeah. it's the thing that had to be released. But it can be horrifying yeah. oh. when we have to look at those aspects of ourselves. You know, it was, re- I was like, this is me. Mm. It was really like to see energetically what I had been holding against myself. It was deep, right? And um, but after that night, after my fourth night, it got released. Oh, it got cool. released, so I, I I never had a suicidal thought again after oh, that. Wow. Yeah.
0: And you had been conscious of them before that suicidal ideology. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. did anyone know? Just you?
1: Just me. I think I, I might have had one or two people that that knew I was in trouble. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then my mother. You know, at twenty one, I had a I had what I consider like a nervous breakdown. And so that's when it first came. Interesting. Yeah. Came at twenty one. And then I just kept, well, if I just do this, it'll make life good. Yeah. Oh, well if I just do this. Mm-hmm. Oh, well if I if I get this movie and I get this oh I'll do you know, and so it just kept being that until I reached my rock bottom. I was got to forty and I was just like, every everything I've tried hasn't worked. So something must be wrong with me. Yeah. I'm not worthy to be here because I can't get it right. Right. And so a good friend of mine had gone to Peru and had, you know, done Aya and had I when he came back, I was like, You're different. Uh, I wanna know what did you do? And so that's how I found it. And I'm cool. really grateful. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's really cool.
1: Yeah, but you know, through my journeys with that medicine, because I continued, right? With that journey with that medicine, thinking you've arrived. <laughs> You know, every every time time you go again, it's like, hello. (laughs) Hello. You know, you come back into your life. You're like, girl. Yes, you have not. This is showing you what you the medicine can. It it can't. It can only show you what you need to work on. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I started to, like, realize all of the identities that I had to start breaking down and yeah. breaking down and breaking down and breaking down in order to get to who I truly am. And it was it was thick. It's layered. You know, I'm still doing it <sighs> forever, yeah. forever. Yeah. We're going to be yeah. doing this forever. Yeah, yeah. still well, doing you it. You said
0: something, too, that that made me think for mamas, especially who are listening to this it's worth saying that I feel like a lot of women are able to go on this journey when their kids get older.
1: I would agree.
0: You know, when they're little, you're like so in it, you can't. So I think it would probably if we got a bunch of moms in one room, we probably would all have similar stories that we really started to do that inner work.
1: Absolutely. When the
0: kids could wipe their own butts, like when we were not doing diapers and all of that. So I, I say that just in case someone's listening to this and they're like, find themselves kind of at this crisis point of like, who am I? What am I doing here? What? How did this become my life? I think that's really normal.
1: It's really normal because I remember being there after, I guess my kids were like, let's see, four and five. I was just like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> what have I like? You know, just like yes. this completely domesticated this wild cat that has been completely domesticated, and there was no remnants of my life that reminded me of myself. You know what I mean? It was I do. like Yeah, you know. And I think a, a lot of us as women, because we're told, "Hey, when when it comes to kids and your family, you got you you you're at the back of the bus." Yep. Right. So the one thing I would say is that if there are ways that we can have the courage to at least find ways to make time for ourselves, right? Yeah to like don't buy into the fact that you don't matter because you are a mother or, you know, a wife or you're a partner or whatever. But as a mother, if we do not find ways to care for ourselves, our children will know. Right. And
0: you're also teaching that pattern. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And I never forget my daughter. She she's such an old soul, but she would always be like, Mommy, what's wrong with you?
0: Mm, Why aren't you it. happy?
1: And that that really, I was like, I gotta get my shit together.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Cause I didn't want I wanted my child to specifically my daughter, you know, because We're their first representatives of, you know, being what a woman of what a woman is. She really encouraged me in that way to find ways of living a more authentic life for myself. And I just took them with me. Really? Now, let me tell you, I think we as women, we got to be okay with our kids being on our our schedule Mm -hmm. instead of us being on theirs. Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. soccer games and you yep. know, doing this and doing that and doing all this cool, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but there's t- moments where our kids need to be on our hips doing what we love, yes, and they need to be able to experience and see us in our bag because that's when they're like, Oh, m- what. <laughs> <laughs> like yo right yeah. and so that's what i realized and so i got to really do that with my kids as well take if if you if you have the opportunity to whatever it is you love to do have your kids come with you sometimes yeah. Yeah. you know what i mean have them experience you in your bag
0: what were some of the things that you leaned into when you were trying to get back to Self, Because I really identify with this idea. Yeah. I have four kids.
1: Yeah. Uh, and
0: no lie, I do sometimes look around. My youngest is about to be seven. And I look around and I'm like, and I love them. Put the yes, asterisk. Like, obviously, I, they're my do, life. Yes. But sometimes I'm like, how is this my life? life. <laughs> I'm so tired of making chicken. Like, yes. I just, oh my, what? Like, remember when you could just, like, go to a coffee shop and, like, journal by yourself at night? Like, so, yeah. so what are some of the things that you did that started to make you feel like you again? Or how did you even figure that out?
1: Yeah. I, one of the things I, I started doing was painting.
0: Mm, that's yeah, cool. Yeah.
1: I started painting.
0: Was that something before that for you? Or you were like, this is a new hobby. I'm that that was a
1: new hobby. Okay, cool. And then I'd bring the kids in the art studio. Rad. Right? Me and Willow. <laughs> in the art studio and with Jaden, you yeah. know what i mean? Yeah. And I have I have this beautiful this huge it looks like this huge painting in my house that Jaden did that i just love. You cool. know, cuz he kept he kept painting too. Painting was one of them and you know, they could come or not, right? And so sometimes i needed to be by myself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But it was also something i could share with them, mm-hmm. right? And then there was just certain like i love religion.
0: Any specific religion or just all. studying them all?
1: I, yeah. lo- I grew up like that. Yeah. That's going cool. to the Ethical Society. So I would pick, I love study time. <laughs> I know I'm a nerd.
0: I'm a nerd too. I'm a nerd. I don't study religion, but I get this. <laughs> yes. I'm like, I, um, you should see highlighted yes. notes. Like, ooh, just, okay. yeah. yeah. And I, get I love learning.
1: Obsessed. Yeah. I get it. It brings me joy. <laughs>
0: yes. Right. And so
1: my study time. You're like, this is what we're doing. you want in, this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. So what would you like to study? Because mommy's studying this. Okay. What are you studying? What are you studying? We're having study time. Nice. Yeah. How do
0: you... This is just a dorky question for me. If you're, let's say, reading a book because you want to learn on a new subject... How are you absorbing that? Are you taking notes? Yeah. Are you rereading? Like, how do you how do you? So take it I in? take notes. Okay, me too.
1: Yeah. yeah, and then in the end, I highlight mm-hmm. right. But I have a notebook of highlighted information that I can go back to and just read over and over and over again. Nice. I'll travel with it. So even during the day, if I need a little pick me up, I'm like, now what was that thing that I yeah. just read? And you know, unconditional ways to love unconditionally. Ah, here it is. Okay. Yeah. Let me remember that. You know what I mean? And so, so smart. Yeah. Is it organized by section? The book? You know what? I'm kind of my artistic mind is kind of random. Mm. I kind of like random. That's cool. Like, what am I going to come across? Yeah. What am I going to come across? Yeah, I yeah, come across right. I you get know, that. that's kind of my... Yeah, my 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 artsy mind has a sometimes has a problem with structure. Sometimes I can be really structured, and sometimes I'm really not. Yeah, you want it to be free. I just want it to be free. Cool. Yeah, but I also loved like I love ta- like shower time. Mm-hmm. I love bath time. Yeah, just self care. Just self care. Yeah. Putting on my mask, scalp treatments, my feet. Right. You know, it's right. like taking time to like I will spend hours. Yes okay and that was another thing that I would do with my daughter we'd have we'd call it goddess bath time
0: Ooh, nice I love a theme okay I love a theme yeah (laughs)
1: they like we're gonna have goddess bath time and she just loved it I'm doing self-care
0: that's I'm teaching her
1: to do self-care I'm enjoying myself and now I'm in my bag
0: that's yeah that's really I love that actually for me because my daughter comes in often I'm a skincare nerd yeah. and I put on like 87 layers and she'll come in and be like what's that what's that and so I'll put them on her too but the idea of like running her a bath and in my bathtub I would yes. a bathtub that's a really good idea yeah and so I it would makes like it more special yeah you yeah. put
1: flowers scents. I mean we really we made she it a ritual that. even as adults she's like ma I need I need a goddess bath time <laughs> I'm like okay <laughs> we we don't get in a bath together but yeah. you know we'll like do our feed. And right. do, you know, that's been a beautiful ritual that continues in our relationship to this day. There,
0: there are studies, this is a few years ago that I remember reading about it, that children today don't have rituals the way they would have when we were, Absolutely. you know, going back generations yes. and how important it is to establish family rituals, Absolutely. especially like coming of age rituals yep. and sort of like I know in certain, you know, there might be a quinceanera or 16 or whatever, but the idea of teaching rituals to our kids, especially something around self-care, I don't think that's talked about enough because we're, a lot of us are struggling to actually remember to do that for ourselves. Absolutely. So how on earth are we going to teach them if we're not doing it for us? That's a really good piece of
1: advice. Absolutely. And I think that ritualizing things is really important. Absolutely. You know, and I'm I'm now kind of figuring that out as well. I mean, I did it. I was able to to figure it out with with Willow in a lot of different ways. And, and I didn't really look at it as ritualizing. But even when she became a woman at 15 and, mm-hmm. and her moon came, mm-hmm. it was like, I want it. It's like yeah. we're going to acknowledge this. We're, gonna, we're going to we're going to we're going to celebrate this. Mm-hmm. And we did a whole ritual around it, you know, as her coming into. That's cool. Just to identify it as this new station in life instead of just saying, oh, OK, well, now your body can do this. Yeah, and you can have kids. And yeah. it's like, no, no, no. Now you're becoming a woman. Yeah. And this is, you know what I mean? Yeah. And this is what it means. And this is the new responsibilities that come with that. And look at the sheets you get to sleep on. Yeah. And look at the things you get to, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like this whole beauty instead of like, oh, my
0: God. I- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Well, and I think for people listening to this, the ritual just has to make sense to you and your family. That's right. Like, it's like anything. There's this really popular thing on social media to like romanticize your life. Yeah. And I love it. I think that a spiritual practice or a ritual often looks like that. It looks like, how can I appreciate this moment for what it is? How can I make it a bit more special? Because maybe people are hearing this for the first time and like, I don't really know what that would look like for our family. I think it's just, like we do a, a full moon dinner every month. Oh, that's uh, gorgeous. And it's literally just a delicious dinner. All of us sit down and we talk about what's the one thing that we want to let go of before we start a new month. And it, I hope that it just gives my kids from a very early age this practice of asking what they need to let go of. What can we strip away? And, you know, sometimes they're little and it'll be like really silly, but I'm hoping that we just start this habit that sticks.
1: I'm going to borrow that yeah, one. Yeah, please That's do. That's a good one. <laughs> I'm borrowing
0: that. Yeah, the please full do. full moon dinner. Full moon dinner. And we invite people over. We always do a heavier dinner because yeah. it's like this grounding thing. Yeah. And it's so beautiful. My teenagers will invite their friends and the things that these kids, their kids, but their teenagers are trying to process and work yes. through. I'm like, I was not figuring that out till I was in my 30s. It's so – it's just good. It's a good – I didn't grow up with that kind of environment, but I love this little – this little habit that we have
1: that's beautiful yeah I love that so, and I love full moons so yeah, that's me really too. a beautiful way to like share it yeah you know? it's
0: I think too especially as women because we are on this cycle mm-hmm. putting some rhythm to your life you know 24 hours is a it's a male cycle yeah female cycle is a full month right yeah. so putting some rhythm into your life and really paying attention to see I bring it back to hormones every time <laughs> Um, But but coming back to like during this week, I have this energy and this is when I want to be creative and this is when I want. And during this week, I want to be of the earth and like in this spot and allowing that all to be okay. That's right. Like wherever you are
1: right now is okay. Absolutely. And I think that's really important because I think we're constantly being told how not okay we are. We're such beautiful consumers. So it's like. Unfortunately, we get played upon that way, you know, in order to be more okay, you got to buy this. You know, know? and so I think, you know, just getting to that place within ourselves of just knowing, you know what, life is a journey and I am in the process of creating this masterpiece called my life. And it's one day at a time, Mm -hmm. step by step. I'm perfect as I am right now. Amen. Yeah.
0: If someone's listening to this right now, I'm going back to this woman who maybe is in that spot that you were, that I have been, where you don't really know yourself. You don't kind of know what comes next. Were there people in your life that helped? Like, I'm thinking like going to therapy, having a group of best friends. Like what were some of the people in your life that facilitated that journey along with you?
1: I really look towards women that had like some kind of characteristic or there was something about them that I felt like I was lacking, right? And so even if it was somebody that is not like my friend, you know, or even somebody that I'm actually friendly with, I would go, hey, you know, I would actually... Pull people up and ask questions. I really started to ask women, and even women I didn't know. I would just call and be like, "Hey, can we go to lunch? (laughs) Because I want to (laughs) ask." You know, your aura seems great. What's going on? (laughs) Can we talk? You know. (laughs) And most likely, you know, women are so open to that because I feel like nobody's getting listened to in the way that any of us truly desire. Right. 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 And when you see something in someone that you feel like you want to get to know better. I did a lot of that. And I, I, I'm so grateful that I did. I'm so grateful that those women were willing to speak to me and speak real, too. Mm-hmm. You know, I learned so much from other women. I really do. And so that that was that was one thing that, that I did. It's also the
0: best place to find, like... A nutritionist. A therapist. Absolutely. an esthetician. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the best place because you, you meet with someone and they know. I had Molly Sims on the show. And like... Anything you could need related to beauty. She's yes. like, oh, no, no, you don't want to go to this the, person. You want right. to go to this person. And I'm like, we all need you <laughs> in right. our Exactly. We need a Molly. Yes. 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 It's like,
1: yeah. It's gone through it all. It's like, okay, nope, that product with that. Go right. see that person. Mm-hmm. And then just people also who have traveled different kinds of spiritual paths, mm-hmm. who've gone through different things in their relationships, you know, who've gone through different things with the relationships with their kids. We're full of so much knowledge that we feel like we can't share because we feel like we're going to be judged. And I and that was one of the things for me. Maybe you would be judged, right? But how are we helping each other if we're just learning these things and we're we're doing these firewalks? Right. We're we're walking fire here. We're doing these we're firewalkers. There's not one woman that I know that's not a firewalker. Let's just be real. Yep. But then we want to hold the knowledge that we're learning because it might not fit the status quo. It might not fit the rhythm of which how people think women should exist. Yes.
0: Or there's, I don't know if you get this. I mean, you probably get everything. But if you try and share something and it feels like you're stepping outside of the lane that people know you for, they're exactly. like, you're not, an, why would you show? you're not an expert? I'm like, I am not an expert, but this really helped me. <laughs> exactly. And there might be someone else out there who also was eating kale That's and didn't right. know it. And I'm just
1: trying to share that story. It's like our experiential wisdom. Yes. You know, and it's not to say that it's for you, but it's to say that, hey, this is what happened to me. And even if it's even if that's not exactly what's going to happen to you, it might give you the courage to walk through whatever door is waiting for you. Absolutely. Right. And so I do believe I personally believe that testimony is medicine. Right. Testimony is medicine. That's good. You know, and I think that we as women have to start being okay with Sharing more of our testimony and more of what our walk is really about mm-hmm. and not what's safe. Yeah. Because many of us are walking very different kinds of walks that are getting us to really far places that we're just not comfortable enough to share. Share it and also don't be afraid to ask the questions.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Have the courage to at least ask
0: and to be vulnerable in that and yeah. to get it wrong. Yeah, it's okay oh to gosh. get it wrong. Oh of my Of course gosh. you're going to get it wrong and like fail and hopefully learn and do better next time. You it's, know? Yeah. It's, it, that piece of it is so important too. It the, is. If we have this like the world where everything is just this picture perfect. Of course, ev- I always think this like I get to have this life and I have this incredible support and Jack sets up and we have these people who help us. And I feel like I have days where I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to get out of bed. Yeah. Like, this feels too hard. This feels
1: impossible. Absolutely. So
0: if I'm having a day like that, that must be happening times a billion That's all right. over the place, yep. especially with women. Yeah. So if we could just share every single person, not just us, like you have yes. your own perspective, I do, y'all have your own yep. perspective. If we could just hear more of those stories, this idea, C.S. Lewis said uh, the most powerful words in the English language are me too. When someone says something and you're like, oh, thank God, I'm not the only one. Okay, I'm not the worst mom in the world. I'm not, I'm not the wor- crazy. Yes. And, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So freaking important.
1: And specifically with motherhood, my goodness, I wish we as women could give each other more grace in regards to motherhood as yeah. well. There's not one great way to do it. And it's so And hard. it's the hardest thing you'll ever do. I don't know why... We want to give each other such a hard way to go. But to all the mothers out there, I would just say you are doing a wonderful job. Mm -hmm. Like, just give yourself that pat on the back. Just know we all know how hard it is. Right. And nobody's meant to get it perfect. Mm -hmm. Right. And the fact that you are trying to be your best is everything. That's
0: it. That's it. The fact that you're worried you're not a good mom is proof that you You are are someone (laughs) who cares. (laughs) Yes. Because if you were a terrible parent, you wouldn't be paying attention to that. You wouldn't be
1: paying attention. And I always, I was telling my daughter the other day, I said, you know, we're going to reframe mistakes as initiations.
0: Oh, that's good. Yes. Oh, that's good. They're initiations. Yes. That's it. Yeah. All right, you're in the club now. Yeah, you're in, we're all in here together. That's right. Yeah. It's that's initiations,
1: good. and so the silly idea that we're we're supposed to uh, become mothers and know exactly and how, how that's supposed, you know, and be perfect at right. it, or you know, we become wives and we're supposed to be perfect at it, or we become girlfriends, or we become lovers, or we become you know whatever the hell is yeah. whatever it yeah. is. That's that's just a ridiculous idea Mm -hmm. for us to put on ourselves and to put on other people yeah and it doesn't keep us safe yeah in the way in which we think it does so
0: how old is your youngest
1: 20 is willow 22 or 23 yeah Yeah, okay she's 23 jaden's 25 trace 31 okay so you you've done it you
0: i mean you're still very much a parent i definitely tricked myself into believing that when my kids got older they, I would be. I'm like, I just have to launch them now. I have a 17 year old. I'm like, no. Nope, oh, let me happen. tell you it's something. Go on forever. I think
1: it goes forever. Yeah. They start to to. I think like 25 is when they start to be like, okay. I think I'm getting this. I got this. this. I yeah. got this right. But, yeah, as they get older, I think they start to even need us more in different ways. Right.
0: Yeah. Right. It's not so much the actual yeah. physical doing, but the knowledge. The, and the
1: knowledge yeah. and the and the confidence in them. Yes. But, yeah, they definitely, I see, like, 25 is usually, like, the, like,
0: okay, I think I got this. <laughs> you know?
1: Until once a year, they come back like, mom. Yeah, yeah. once a year, it's just kind of like, I don't know. if I, It's like, no. Nah, you're good. You got it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh my gosh.
0: I honestly feel like we all got to sit with like the wisdom. You were saying earlier that, you know, having these conversations with other moms and other women, and I feel like we all got to do that with you today. It's so a pleasure. grateful for the time. Thank, thank you, you, you for sitting thank you for having your me. wisdom. Obviously we should, I was going to say, where are you on social media, but who is not already following you, but <laughs> Just in case, you're on yeah. all the social media. Yeah,
1: I'm on Facebook at Jada Pinkett Smith. I'm at on Instagram at Jada Pinkett Smith and Twitter, I think. <laughs> or uh, <laughs> formerly known as Twitter, yeah. now X. right. Yeah. And but, the book you know. is available Yeah, everywhere. so the book Worthy is available at Barnes & Noble's, Amazon, pretty much anywhere that you you buy your books yeah. and
0: then did you narrate the audiobook? I did Fabulous. this is a big and audiobook I, community oh so got it. Yeah, it yeah I
1: definitely did cool. the narration of that of, of the book yeah
0: Bad. well I hope everyone goes out and grabs it thank and you I appreciate until it. our next conversation yes this was awesome the Rachel Hollis podcast is produced by me Rachel Hollis it's edited by Andrew Weller and Jack Noble.